As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Today's podcast is presented in part by the Great American Bracket Race and All-State Challenge. Galen and Britt will be promoting the 10th annual Moser Great American Bracket Race and All-State Challenge this September. Stay tuned for more information. In addition, today's show is brought to you by This Is Bracket Racing Elite. If you're an open-minded racer with a desire to improve on the racetrack, This Is Bracket Racing Elite can provide the tools to help you do so. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's cool hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in sportsman drag racing and the stars within it. This week on What Everyone is Talking About. Big Jed, I'm not real sure what everyone's talking about. It doesn't seem like there's anything that is necessarily dominating the conversation this week. But I can tell the folks what we're going to talk about this episode of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. Well, Luke, everyone's talking about whatever we talk about because that's all they care about is whatever we're talking about. So they'll just be talking. Yeah, they'll be talking about this just as soon as we're done telling them about it. <laughs> as soon as we tell them what to talk about, we're going to lead off with some results from the week that was. Got a couple of NHRA division races. Kyle Riley and the SFG crew gave away a bunch of money up at Martin, Michigan. So we'll talk at length about that. Big bracket race in Virginia. Columbus, we'll touch on. We'll talk about what's on tap for next week. We will close out the episode. Well, in what's on tap, I'll discuss a little bit about the upcoming JEGS Summer Door Car Shootout, because I don't know what's going on anywhere else. That is kind of dominating <laughs> my world at the moment. We'll close this out with a uh, seg- racing answer segment, hashtag racing answers, the always popular and fun segment. And then we'll get out of here. I think this will be a pretty brief show. No guests today. We've both got a lot going on. So 
without further ado, man, let's get to it. Yeah, Luke, uh, obviously um, you, you talked about it, but there was a NHRA Division Three Lucas Oil race at uh, beautiful Route 66 Raceway in Joliet. A couple of things stood out to us there. Obviously, uh, podcast bump, friend of the podcast, and top dragster Joe Fisher got him a runner up there. That was nice to see Joe going to another final round in a, a class that he sponsors, no less. So that was really good to see. Yeah, that was Joe's second runner-up in Top Drag Street in the Copperfish within the course of the last month or so. It's a national event. Charlotte, maybe, he was runner-up. One of those. And then the story from Joliet and a candidate for this week's Who's Hot, although they didn't quite get it, Team Elrod showing out. Jacob Elrod, former NHRA Supergas world champion and recent (laughs) dismissal from Team Jed. We talked Jacob, about how wide me. open Supergas is in the last episode. Like anybody could win Supergas, and especially a former world champion, Jacob Elrod. I, I don't, I don't know. I hadn't even looked at the points. You obviously dropped him for a reason, but uh, he could get hot, and uh, he could. Uh, you could say like he was on my team. He's not on your team anymore, but he did get the win. The, the story here was family affair. Jacob got the win in Supergas. His brother Tony got the win in Supercomp, and that's cool enough as it is. But I don't, I don't even think we touched on this on, on the show, but recently, like within the last month, um, Tony Elrod endured an awful trailer of fire. It looked like it was sitting outside of his house, but everything, trailer, race car, burned to the ground. I know most of our listeners have seen pictures of that. Like, I, and I have no idea the situation there. I don't know if that was insured, what. I, even if it was, like that's got to be just awful to go through. And, yeah. you know, big picture, like winning a NHRA division race, financially doesn't begin to cover those costs but it's got to be a cool feeling to be able to endure that get back on the racetrack and hoist the wally with your brother beside you no less really cool story uh happy for jacob and tony definitely the highlight of chicago yeah it was great to see and and uh, i still love jacob elrod yeah i did drop him and he threw a little shut up juice my way right there with a big win so i'm proud for you jacob uh, i hate that i dropped you but just and you had to go this time but he should be uh, giving you a shout-out for the motivation, Big Jed. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Jake. But <laughs> Tony was definitely the story. That was a devastating fire. You know, you can, if it was insured, let's hope it was, you can replace cars and pieces, but you can't replace the blood, sweat, tears, and memories that, that you have with your, your hot rod. And obviously, it still takes a while to rebuild, even with insurance money, so... That was definitely the feel-good story there, seeing Tony get that super comp win and, and it just being a family affair with Elrods winning everywhere. Luke, we, well, he's out west now, speaking of uh, dropping people. Uh, NHRA Division <laughs> Six Lucas Oil Race at uh, the legendary Woodburn Drag Strip in Woodburn, Oregon, which I've been to and seen in some of my travels. Beautiful place out there. Superstop. You've been to Woodburn? I have been to Woodburn. I was uh, out in Oregon on business and one July several years ago and uh, was just had some time to ride around, went through wine country, rode up to Woodburn, saw it, and um, WJ and KJ was actually there uh, testing. They were parked in the staging lanes. And How about that? That always looked like a cool place. So that's intriguing. It's interesting that you've been there. Awesome. Yeah, it was really neat. Really good to see. But uh, another guy that's been there is Jimmy DeFrank. He won Superstock <laughs> there. And uh, speaking of guys that just got dropped. Yeah, speaking of former world champions that we booted off our team, <laughs> the good news for me is that Superstock is not nearly as wide open as Supergas. And last I checked, Jimmy DeFrank's name is not Anthony Bertozzi or Justin Lamb. 
So I still feel really good about my job. <laughs> Love you, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Team Jed did get on the board, Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top dragster, my man, Paul Nero, uh, Oregon uh, resident. So he, he was uh, in his home state out there at Woodburn and got a runner-up to help him in his points chase as he's already leading the world in top dragster. So thank you, Paul. I appreciate you keeping Team Jed at the top of the list up there. Job well done. Yeah, yeah. If, if the top dragster feels not careful, um, Paul Nero and Team Jed are going to run away and hide with that deal. Let's transition to where the money was at this weekend. US 131 Dragway, Martin, Michigan, the SFG Summer Nationals. And that actually is the, the scene of the crime, so to speak. I guess it's not really the scene of the crime. It is the scene of the performance that elicits this week's Seabird Performance, Who's Hot? He's on fire! It's time for Who's Hot in Sportsman Drag Racing. Seabird Performance, Who's Hot? All right, guys, we're reaching out to Seabird Performance customers and getting testimonials from them. Just like to hear some of the great things they've got to say about Luke Seabird and Seabird Performance. Chris Zink writes, we were at the ET finals a few years ago. It was the first year I owned my Firebird and I was having problems with the carburetor. It was a single split dominator. I went and talked to Luke Siebert. He grabbed some tools and parts and came down to my pit and adjusted it as good as we could. It needed smaller air bleeds, which nobody had. The next week, he ordered some blanks. He drilled them out, mailed them to me all in time for the race the following weekend. Luke also called me to make sure the engine was happy with the adjustment. It was, and so was I. The following winter, he got my engine and carb so he could rebuild both, and I've been extremely happy. Just another great testimonial for the great work that Seabrook Performance does. Make sure you contact Luke and let him help you like he helped Chris Zink. All right, Luke, we have had a team combo uh, who's hot winner before, but we've got our second one now. What direction are we going with this, Big Jed? Well, we are going with a couple of guys that do a lot of racing, especially east of the Mississippi, but had a heck of a performance at Martin, Michigan at the uh, summer shootout from SFG. And that's Jose Diaz and Nasty Nick Hastings. Dr. Diaz, if you will, and Nasty Nick Hastings. We'll just give them both their nicknames. The weekend started wonderful for this team as they ran each other in the door car final of Friday night's 50 grander there at Martin, where Jose got the win over Nick and then went on to runner up in uh, the event. That that was a, a great start, obviously, with those guys pairing one another in the door car final, being teammates. And then, uh, or excuse me, that was the Thursday. Oh, okay. That was the Friday 50 grander. Okay. I see Mark's putting some notes in there and we'll need to get back to the Thursday race. But anyway, Jose... Went on to runner-up. Good start for them. Nasty Nick, I don't think anybody it, it didn't hear about this because it was, like you say, you was under a rock if you didn't. Nasty Nick goes on to get the 100K win in Saturday's $100,000 race, which is a, a monster day, obviously, at the racetrack. You know, those guys already had a wonderful weekend there on Friday and Saturday with being teammates and Obviously, some share going on there. That was uh, that was really cool to see for the pair of those guys and just um, gets them the top spot in the Seabrook performance who's hot this week. I'm going to go out on a limb, and this might be a relatively sturdy limb, and say that that is 
the the winningest, certainly in terms of dollar figures, T one thousand in recorded history. <laughs> Do you yeah. think that the, when the T one thousand rolled off the assembly line, like the last guy, the guy that hung the 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 fuzzy dice from the mirror, whatever was the last thing they put on there, then you know somebody's <laughs> going to win a big drag race in one of these one day. No, they couldn't have envisioned happen. Nasty Nick driving that T one thousand to a hundred thousand dollar payday. 24 hours removed from nearly scoring 50, losing to his teammate in the semifinals, the final round of the door car race. Shout out to the T-1000s. Shout out Nasty Nick and Dr. <laughs> Diaz. Yeah, commonly referred to as a Chevette, but we all know that those of us in the know know it's a Pontiac T-1000. Easily the winningest Pontiac T-1000 in any form of racing history, but... Um, I mean, I didn't stick my foot in my mouth. It's not a Chevette, right? It is a T-1000? It is not a Chevette. It's okay. uh, no, you, you did not. But most people say, man, that little Chevette. No, it's no a, it's man, no. T-1000. Get it straight. It is a T-1000. These guys are hard chargers. I watched them pull the engine out to, to fix something in the oil pan at the Southern Foot Brake Challenge many years ago, uh, you know, late at night. They They just don't quit. They're hard charging racers. Very good team, obviously very good teammates and Congrats to those guys on a heck of a weekend. Jose started out right with a 50K runner-up. Again, getting past Nick in the semis there, and then Nick went in the 100K on Saturday. Just a monster weekend for him. Congratulations to Dr. Diaz and Nasty Nick. Yeah, let's think about that just briefly from a from like a psychological standpoint, because let's say, Big Jed, you and me go to that race, and we're a team. And we do as well as we can do, basically. We run off in the final of the door car side of the 50 grander and uh and you go on to to runner up we split up a bunch of money like i think it'd be easy at that point to be content to be happy as a lark right oh yeah they nick was far from done comes back the (laughs) next day and rolls through him in the t1000 for one hundred thousand dollars lots going on up there at martin the weekend started off with the Thursday 20 grander that saw Kirby McLennan, longtime standout performer around the Norwalk area with his blown dragster now. Not always been a blown dragster, but Kirby got the win over another Norwalk racer, Lee Newmeyer. Friday's 50, we talked about Nick and Jose running off in the what would be the overall semifinals, the final of the door car side. Jose took the runner up there to in the final to Lane Ledford, who had come through the dragster side. And Lane, A, is a really cool story. Lane's a third-generation racer, for those of you who are not familiar. Most of you probably be familiar with Lane's father, Jeff. He's a former IHRA world champion, multi-time big dollar bracket race winner, and or Lane's uncle, Mike. And Lane's family, obviously the Ledford family, has owned and operated Mid-Michigan Motorplex for, I don't think they built the place, but for a long time, for as long as I've been racing. So Lane, third generation racer, has had a lot of success locally. This was obviously the biggest win of his career to date. Lane's a pretty young guy. I want to say he is right at 20. I think he's a year or two removed from high school. So in his road to the final, it wasn't like he stumbled into this big jet. This was as daunting mountain to climb as you could have uh, at a race of this nature, I think. Yeah, Lane obviously has seen a lot of 50 granders in Michigan in his time, but uh, finally get an opportunity to race in one and and win one. That had to be really special for him. But you know, he, he obviously $50,000 payday over Jose. But as we 
Well, I'm I'm sorry, Luke. I didn't read the notes here. What was the point we was going to make? My apologies. Right. There. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lane Ledford. I don't have his box score in front of me. I know he was three thousand total in the final, beside Jose. But I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that he had to be pretty good along the way to get through this hitter's row. Rounds two through eight. This was a nine-round race here on Jose Diaz in the final. Round two defeated Troy Williams Jr. Round three defeated Chris Reynolds. Round oh four goodness. defeated Mikey Bloomfield. Round five defeated Dennis Mead, recent $50,000 winner at the Ultimate 64 shootout. Round six defeated Jeremy York. Round seven defeated Caleb Ellison. Round eight Dragster final, overall semifinal, defeated the champ, Stephen McCrory. I don't know. You could probably go through that. Like, Kenny Underwood's not on that list. Like, you could probably go through and mix match a couple of names there and come up with what might be perceived to be a more difficult road to win in 50 grand. But it ain't going to get much more difficult than that. Holy cow. That is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is very, very, very impressive. I somehow skipped over that as I was reading through the notes. But unbelievable. I mean, uh, this young man obviously took a lot of poise and calmness to the starting line as he was facing some of the best in our sport and some of the most accomplished in our sport, too. So that had to make it a little extra special for Lane. Uh, Those guys have won the biggest races that there are to offer. So great job by him. Obviously, we talked about Nick Hastings winning the 100K. He got the win over Gene Lampshire, and uh, I think uh, Gene was a sentimental favorite for a lot of people up in that part of the country. Still a a wonderful, wonderful outing for him as a runner-up on uh, Saturday's 100K. And then uh, Sunday, uh, wrapped up with another 50K where uh, Champ, the aforementioned Stephen McCrory, Got the win over John D. Piazza. So some cool Vegas uh, showed out up there at, at Michigan at the SFG event. But Champ uh, has won several 50s, I believe, or a few 50s anyway in his career. And uh, finally getting his name back on the list as a champion for uh, that kind of money had to feel really good for him. Yeah, he's a big-time performer, specifically when the lights are bright on the big stage. So shout-out to Champ. Big weekend. Uh, We mentioned him losing in the semifinals to Lane Ledford in the first 50-grander. Did himself two rounds better with the win over John DiPiazza in the Sunday finale. Had some cool notes from Martin. I don't know if you caught this, Jed. They had uh, a burnout contest. Got a couple of messages on this, like wanting to get our our attention. And this is cool. Like, I love burnout contests, right? To me, the the two coolest things— I, I really do, yeah. I, and I put my money where my mouth is there. Um, yes. But uh, to me, the two coolest things in, in all of racing are burnouts and wheelies. And in your dragster, it's hard to do wheelies, so you got to do cool burnouts, right? Yes. So I got excited when I saw this. I'm like, oh, they got a burnout contest. It's awesome. And then like, I got all the way through the message and all the way through the video, and I realized it's a freaking time trial. I mean, oh no, don't get me wrong. Like You light it up and burn out to 3.30. Like That's cool, no matter what. But when you got to back up and stage for like 50 grand, that's when it's cool, right? That's when I'm into <laughs> yes. it. You do out. like these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally like jumping at my computer watching the screen. Like, this is awesome. Who got him? This is great. Like, it was Sean Parker, actually. Was, I, I think had the best burnout. Like, I assume that there were more racers that went long or went smoky or went loud or whatever. You know, like burnout contests are fun. But it just killed it for me when I realized it was a time run. I'm like, yeah, anybody can do a, time, do a burnout in a time trial. Right? Yeah, and you you don't even like it first round when you could buy back. You you oh, like no, we, at this at the Jag Summer Door Car Shooter. I'll talk about it in closing. Like we have a burnout contest, by God, and it's in second <laughs> round of eliminations because anybody can do a burnout when it don't matter. 
<laughs> yes, we, we will. We will discuss that coming up. So yeah. that put a wrap on the uh, SFG summer shootout there at Martin, Michigan. Looked like it was very well attended and uh, things seemed to go very smooth. So a lot of good talk about it. Sound like the track was great. So congratulations to Kyle Riley and AJ and all the staff there at SFG. And of course, all those huge winners throughout the weekend and nasty Nick and Jose for being the Seabird performance. Who's hot Luke. There was some, uh, some other good racing over at Virginia motorsports park. The old dominion duels was held there. I believe it was a 10 K on the top a couple of days and five K on the bottom a couple of days. If I remember correctly. Yeah, a couple of races from other parts of the country that obviously take a backseat to anything that we're talking about that's paying fifty and $100,000 to win. But these are big races in their own rights. At Virginia, day one, $10,000 Super Pro winner was Steve Ryan. Certainly no stranger to success in that part of the country. He got the win over Randy Midget. And on the bottom, it was Roger Bridges getting the win for $5,000 over Clark Wilson. Yeah, that's uh, Randy Midget. That's uh, that's definitely a top ten name. You just can't you can't beat that. So I, I really like to see Randy do well. But Steve Ryan, as you said, many time champion over there. Roger Bridges, Clark Wilson. Roger Bridges always turned on a lot of win lights in the junior dragster category. Uh, young Evan Cook got the win over Christopher. Suppers and uh, Suppers is a that's a great great name as well. So Evan Cook also referred to as Evan Cox. Oh, was it Cox? Oh, yes, it was Cox. That's I mean C O X. I, yes. I tend to Why do they call Cox. him Evan Cook if his name? <laughs> that's Cox. a good that's, question. That's we'll, we'll have to ask him that next time we have him on. <laughs> In foot break on Sunday, caveman Lee Norton from Racer Tees got the win over Austin Welch. That was a five k win for Lee, and uh, he and Austin definitely are. Two of the better racers in that part of the country on the bottom. And Tom Lakey got the win in Super Pro. Do not have the runner-up there on Sunday, but uh, Tom was your big $10,000 winner. And one racetrack that doesn't always have a ton of big dollar events anymore, National Trail Raceway up in Columbus, Ohio. They had two fives on the bottom that I know that there's five granders on every corner. Like normally we don't cover them, but the results from this one stood out a little bit, mainly for a guy named Steve Collier. Uh, most of us are familiar Certainly in this area with Steve Collier, he's won the NHRA bracket finals at least once. He's a he's a consistent face in the late rounds of the no box category, specifically throughout Ohio, Indiana area. And uh, he kind of ran this thing over. He uh, in Saturday's first race, or I'm sorry, Saturday's five grander, Steve had two entries in at three had to run himself there, and then fell in the final to Edmund Ellison, another noted bottom ball bracer from that part of the country. A day later, Steve came back and avenged that loss by winning Sunday's five-grander. So Steve Collier showing out at Columbus. Yeah, Steve always uh, performs extremely well up there, and um, that was uh, obviously a great outing for him through the weekend. Edmund Ellison, uh, one of our um, who's uh, next or the next big thing, a uh, finalist, a uh, guy that wins a ton on the bottom everywhere he goes. So good to see Edmund getting a big win there. And then uh, Steve coming back and collecting that Sunday payday was a really good thing to see as well. And, um, you know, those guys kind of trans break. So I don't want to get on them too bad. But, you know, the the guys that are foot brake racing are doing it a lot harder. So I just need to get them stirred up a little bit, Luke. So 
foot brake racing. It's a lot harder to do than trans brake racing. So sure, y'all go ahead sure it is. at me and all that other stuff. So I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> Resident foot breaker. All right. When we come back, we will talk about what's on tap that will give us, give me the opportunity to foam at the mouth about this weekend's Jeg's summer door car shootout where you'll be big Jed. We'll close this up with some hashtag racing answers, a fun little segment there. But first let's pay a couple bills. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available. Subscribe. And you can do that on Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day. Where are we racing next week? It's time to discuss next week's major events, news, updates, releases, and announcements. It's What's on Tap! All right, Big Jed, how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about these other races that nobody cares about first and then get to the Jag Summer Door Car Shootout, or do you want me to lead with it? What are you thinking? Yeah, we need to talk about the Jag Summer Door Car Shootout. It is definitely the best race on the docket this weekend. (laughs) At least in my opinion. Jag Summer Door Car Shootout, 8th Annual, returns to I-57 Drag Strip, Benton, Illinois. Jed, you and JJ making an appearance? Man, we are. Can't wait. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a redemption trip for us. I, <laughs> I crashed the old Nova up a little bit last year with an unfortunate incident. Had nothing to do with the racing surface or anybody or anything there. It was all my fault, and I got it all fixed up and ready to come back up and compete. What a... You know, I, I know it sounds like I'm blowing smoke up my, my co-host skirt here, but what a fun event. You guys do a wonderful job. It's a it's an awesome host facility, and uh, JJ and I are looking forward to it, Luke. Well, as you know, we have a great time with it. We're recording the podcast this week on Monday evening, so we're literally like two hours removed from our refund deadline coming up. That's the last chance for pre-entered racers to get their entry deposits, and we have a sold-out field of 200 of the best and baddest door car racers in the Midwest set to converge on I-57 Drag Strip this weekend. And Big Jed, you know it because you've been there a couple of times, several times actually, before you got too big time to stop announcing for us. You were there every year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess in today's world, a big bra- big dollar bracket racing, uh, a five grander and two hundreds isn't the biggest purse that a lot of us will race for this season, but it's a big enough purse to get excited about with the small track feel. And I don't know about you, Jed, like I am always been a sucker for running for big money at a little place. Like it's just creates a really cool atmosphere. And one of the things that we do with the Jake Summer Door Car Shootout, probably like honestly more than, it certainly feels like more than any bracket race I think I've ever been to, you know, strictly bracket race. We pack the place with spectators. And, and again, maybe that's because it's a small facility, so we make 1,500 look like 15,000. But it's literally like three deep at the fence all the way down to watch a bracket race. It's a neat 
And I think it just makes it more fun for everybody involved. Part of the reasoning for that is, to be completely honest, nothing to do with us or the the event. It's that there's not a lot of competition for the entertainment dollar here in Southern Illinois. Like, there's just not a lot to do. Although this weekend we do, we are up against a, a Nelly concert. Nelly's coming to town. Wow. On Saturday. <laughs> I have a feeling that that doesn't really impede for our demographic. Like, I'm not too worried about <laughs> it, but Nelly's so. going to be in town. So, I mean, Nelly's, it's, it's Nelly. Um, not a lot of overalls going to be at the Nelly concert, I don't think. I, I mean, there's a lot of overalls in Southern Illinois, Big J. You might be surprised. <laughs> I could be. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and I mean, part of it too, like the reason that we get the spectators come out in Groves is like we do market to the spectators, something that I think is lost on a lot of bracket racing promoters. We have a quick 16. Our show, so to speak, is Saturday night where we run off our quick 16 eliminations. We have our King of Illinois eliminations. That's a $500 to enter, 100% payback, winner take all. That's always a cool show. And our show, so to speak, like our, our wheelie contest, we determine our two finalists early in the day and we bring them out in front of the fans on Saturday night to have the runoff. Hopefully nobody gets hurt and hopefully <laughs> nobody hits anything. And we have the burnout contest finale, which is always fun. And again, hopefully nobody gets hurt. Hopefully no one requires a 17-point turn to get <laughs> righted back in the right direction. These things have been known to happen at the Jason yes. Car Shootout. We tend to get a little carried away. All in the name of fun. We have tons of giveaways for the racers, tons of giveaways for the spectators. We're going to give a spectator 500 bucks just for being there. That's always fun. It's just fun. It's a neat atmosphere. Get a ton of support, specifically from JEGS and dozens of other sponsors. Lots of giveaways. The coolest goodie bags in drag racing. This year will be the first time. If you're not there, Wes Buck and the staff at Drag Illustrated will be there Saturday evening to capture the experience live. It'll be on the Drag Illustrated Facebook page. It'll be on Drag Illustrated Twitter. So if you can't be here to join us, hopefully that will give you a glimpse as to what the atmosphere is like. Like, I've just, I don't know, Jed, I, I don't want to blow it up too much. I've never been a part of anything like it. It's just a neat deal. And hopefully they can illustrate that for us. Well, it is really special. And uh, that's cool to see Wes is coming and, and going to get some coverage for the summer door car shootout. But, you know, it's, like I said, it's a great host facility. Uh, concessions are great. We got you good got cheeseburgers. We got yes, good cheeseburgers. Barbecue nachos. Where else can you go and get amazing. Yeah, where else can you go get that stuff? What you guys are giving away this. This race is so much more than about what the winners are getting. You know, everybody pretty much leaves here with something. I mean, the atmosphere is awesome. You, the the staff there does a great job. The track is phenomenal. If you haven't been to the new and improved I fifty seven drag strip, you need to make a trip there. Obviously, we're not trying to get people to come to the race because the event is full from a participant standpoint but if yeah you if you're can, not entered don't come you, we're not going to let you sorry but if you can come out and watch or whatever it's uh it's going to be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it luke uh, and what i think for next year and the next year and the next i think what people don't understand is benton illinois is a lot closer to you than you think when That's i've talked to guys at work yeah, I'm racing this weekend. I'm going up to uh, Illinois. Like, oh my gosh! I mean, when do you have to leave to get there? Uh, about six hours before I'm going to roll into the gate. Uh, it's not that far from Birmingham. It just seems like it is because it's Illinois. But um, so for the future events, guys, Benton's a lot closer than you think it is. So everybody needs to get there when you can. Luke's going to be a great time. Looking forward to it. And yeah, I literally have a 32 foot trailer full of stuff that we're going to give away this weekend. To your point. If you race in the Jake Summer Door Car Shootout and you leave 
without something of like fairly significant value, not only did you suck at the race, because like, let's be completely honest, you could completely suck for three days and you're probably still going to leave with something really cool. Yeah. Like you not only sucked, you got incredibly unlucky because we give away like hundreds of cool stuff from that race true. pack dashes to delay boxes to gift certificates to we're giving away a Brodix cast iron block this year. It's just all kinds of cool stuff. So I wrecked uh, my way out of the program last year and got a best appearing car package. So. <laughs> that's true. That's right. I had to mail it to you because you left with your tail between your legs. <laughs> much better than that. <laughs> Winners, as is, has become customary, highlighted and likely to be interviewed next week on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. I don't think we've got a lot going on, so hopefully at least one of our huge performances from the weekend will get to join us on the pod. All right, I'll let it go, Big Jed. There are other races going on this coming weekend. I'll let you tell them about them because I don't really care. <laughs> actually there are some great events we i, I said the jag summer door car shootout is the best but there are some great events that uh, all around the country the cheeseburger and uh, thomas dunford memorial triple crown 25 so will be held at maryland international raceway in buds creek maryland our buddies uh, danny waters jr and wesley washington bringing that event to you those guys do a great job as always and the racers in that area will benefit heavily from having some really cool guys putting on a race the super bowl of bracket racing was scheduled to be at rockingham dragway in north carolina this weekend it was postponed due to a very poor forecast so those guys will change that event to october the 4th through the 7th i believe i saw so if you were a Super Bowl entrant, you'll have to wait just uh, about three more months to get your name on one of those big checks. This is a little different. Esta Safety Park in um, Cicero, New York. Those guys, they have uh, one or two of these events a year, and they have got the uh, FX Caprera Harley-Davidson Twin 10K. So uh, New York getting its name on the list for a big money bracket race. So good luck yeah, to and- folks. And that is two tens for bracket racers. Like we ran into that when we did our elite exclusive 150 race presented by racing RVs. And I'm telling you every year I had like six phone calls. Y'all having an RV race? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that this race is Est is not a Harley race. It's like a typical $10,000 win bracket race sponsored by Caprera Harley Davidson. Just for yeah. clarification. Really cool. And there'll probably be um, like snowmobiles and all kind of stuff racing in that one. So guys go out and enjoy that. Should be a good time. Uh, over on the NHRA side, Division 7 has a Lucas Oil event at Sonoma Raceway in Sonoma, California, where our good buddy, Big Nasty, Kyle Seipel, will be helping oversee that. And I've been seeing a lot of chatter from him about uh, some things they're doing different with that event. So it looks like it's getting as racer-friendly as you can get it out there yeah. at Sonoma. So. Leave it to Big Nasty. He has definitely developed the Lucas Oil race of all Lucas Oil races. Got shootouts, five granders galore. Like it looks like a model that I hope other tracks will uh, catch on to because it could make those races a destination race, kind of like ah, the spring Yes, could be very much like that. And then uh, from a national event standpoint, uh, everybody's going to get their hands around the intake and uh, choke the engines down at the Mopar Mile High NHRA Nationals in Denver where uh, you'll obviously see the slowest ETs that you'll see out of these cars all year. But uh, I love it. I love the, seeing those crew chiefs and, and drivers have the challenge of making their car perform 
at Denver, and some of them are just really, really good at it and seem to perform well there every year. Um, the locals I, say that the funnest part of the national event is like the night before competition, hearing all of the out-of-towners flash the converter in the pits repeatedly. Laying like, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> that there's something wrong. This thing is broke. Yeah, and to your point, you talk from the World Foot Break Challenge at Bristol, throw a rag over the carburetor. That yeah. doesn't that's not sufficient at Denver. Like they throw a full on comforter on top of the carburetor. <laughs> yeah, Adam Davis when he first time he went out there many years ago, he said when he unloaded the car wouldn't even idle. The stalker would not even idle. He said, yeah, I knew I was in trouble, but he got some help from someone local there. Uh, obviously uh, the, the pros have it figured out, and they've got uh, a lot of good data, and they'll tune them up. So should be a fun event to watch that's, uh, that's again, one of the destination facilities on the NHRA Tour. It's a beautiful place, and looking forward to seeing how that plays out. So hey, that pretty much when, covers what's on tap. When I went to Salt Lake City last year, Jed, now keep in mind, like, the locals will laugh at you for feeling like that's elevation. Like, I thought I was racing at elevation, and they say that's halfway to Denver. But I was that guy. Like, I literally, I think they had, like, a test and tune on Wednesday or something prior to the race that started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. At 9 in the morning, I unloaded my dragster and drove it around the pit to would idle. Like, I don't know what I'm getting into here. I, I, I had to change nothing, <laughs> but I was I was very prepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure you were. I think you were probably just fine. I think you performed well out there, so I guess you figured it out. All right. We're going to close this thing up. Hashtag Racing Answers. This is one of my favorite segments of the show that we don't get to as often as we'd like. But uh, we got a little bit extra time this week. Again, no guests. So, Mark, cue up the drop. Let's get into it. Ask and you shall receive. That's right, it's hashtag racing answers. Racing answers comes from Jonathan Edwards. What are the best techniques to stay focused through the later rounds and overcome first round jitters in a big money bracket race? Big Jed, you uh, you got anything you want to pipe in here? Are you going to leave this to, to me? Actually, Luke, I'm going mute right here and uh, <laughs> I've got my pen and paper because Jonathan asked a question I actually need the answer to. So I'm just going to chill over here and take some notes. All right, Jonathan, I'm going to give my two best answers that I can give here. And I don't think for most of you listening that sitting on the edge of your seat, it's probably not going to be what anyone wants to hear because they're kind of obvious and kind of simple. Number one, experience. Like the more that you're there, the easier it is to deal with, whether that's first round of a big event or final round of a local race big event, whatever the case may be. Like the more that you do it, the more you realize that it's not really as big a deal as you kind of got it worked up to be. I mean, it's still important. You still want to win, obviously. But the more you realize that like, hey, when I screw up, like two days later, nobody really cares. And hey, when I win, two days is not actually accurate because it's typically two to three days after these races that we publish the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast. And obviously everyone cares at that point. But like a week later, eh, nobody really cares. Like it's it's not significant life life changing experience most of the time. Like maybe final round of the U.S. Nationals or something like that is a little bit different. But at that point, like I don't know. Like I just look at those situations, like late rounds, final rounds of a huge event, and just kind of take it all in. Like a, I look at it like there's a pretty significant chance that I'm never going to experience this moment again in my life. This is pretty cool. So let's just soak it all in, right? And then B, like you have to just kind of, what, what 
calms me down a lot, Jed, at least, is like, what's the worst that could possibly happen? You know, with the exception of like kicking a rod out, getting my own oil and crashing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm staging up for the final round of the Spring Fling Million at Las Vegas. And I'm like, the worst that could happen is that Michael Pennington kicks my butt and I'm going to leave here with like enough money to pay off my house. And I can tell my kids sitting on my porch when I'm 70 years old that I was in the final round of the million dollar race. That's pretty cool, right? Sure. So I don't know, just try to have a little bit of perspective. And I think experience doesn't make that much easier. And then the most obvious and basic answer, best techniques to stay focused again through later rounds or to overcome first round jitters in a big money bracket race, practice, 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 train it and trust it as Bob Rotella says in the book that I recommend to everybody um, or in any of his books really, but specifically how champions think. Just that idea of ingraining in your subconscious the act of what you have to go through, the routine that you have to go through. The more that you do that, the more that you practice that, the more it becomes second nature, the more it becomes a subconscious action, something that you don't have to think about. And then when you're in those big moments where uh, you ask me like first round at Indy, final round at the million, like whatever the case may be, are you nervous? Heck yeah, I'm nervous, right? Like that's a big deal. But once the car starts and I start that routine, there is something about that that makes it feel like something that I've done tens of thousands of times before. And there is a comfort in that. And that's not just my a result of experience on the racetrack. That's a result of literally thousands of hits a year on a practice tree strapped into my car in the shop on a full-size tree. We would try it. It is one of the cornerstones of This Is Bracket Racing Elite. We try to make practice as realistic as possible to, again, just hammer down that routine and make it to where it's subconscious, where you don't have to think about it because that builds comfort to where, inevitably, you're just doing what you do, whether it's Wednesday night test and tune or it's the final round of the biggest race of the year. Your job is essentially the same. And I think the more you practice it, the easier it is to do that without really the conscious brain getting in the way. Yeah, like to your point, I think I understand what you're saying. It's okay to be in awe of the moment. Just don't sure. let it intimidate you. And I believe that sometimes as racers, we tend to think as it gets closer to a big payday or some kind of significant round in the race, we tend to think that we got to be better than we have been when reality is whatever you've done to this point to get you there is is probably a pretty safe bet you know you you might need to improve that a couple thou here or there but just do what you do and and continue on with what got you where you are and uh, i think you stand a lot better chance to to do well you know we all the time we hear i bumped it red or i i pulled too many out or whatever and should have done this, should have done that, when if we just stayed with the plan that's got us here, probably uh, lead ourselves to success more times than not. So, Yeah, uh, no doubt. That's, that's really good advice. That is a great point, Big Jed, and that's another Rotellaism, another quote from Bob Rotella's book. That's like the best book I've ever read, to be completely honest. Again, it's how champions think. But Rotella's quote was something to the effect of, I am a big fan of a conservative strategy, but a cocky swing. And again, this is in reference to golf, but think about that in racing. Like you go into it trying to do something that you know you can accomplish, and that lets you approach accomplishing that with so much more aggression and confidence. That makes sense. Yep, makes perfect sense. Really good advice. And 
I know it'll help me and help a lot of others. So we appreciate Jonathan Edwards sending that uh, Racing Answers question in. And guys, keep those coming. Send those right to our uh, message board on the, or our, excuse me, our private message on uh, the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast Facebook page. And hopefully we get your question in in a future episode. But uh, that wraps up this one. This episode of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast is coming to a close. I want to say thanks to our great sponsors, uh, the Great American Bracket Race, Brett and Galen doing a great job with that. That's uh, coming to us soon in September. Obviously, Luke Siebert and Siebert Performance, we appreciate all Luke does for us here on the show. And I think our racers are giving us great testimonials that shows he is uh, really good for the sport and, and treating people right out there. So give Luke an opportunity to earn your business. And, of course, this is Bracket Racing Elite. Obviously, uh, a lot of people tuning in to TIBR Elite and uh, taking their game to the next level. And uh, Luke's giving um, racers opportunity to get involved in that and uh, take your game to the next level. Speaking of next level, Luke, it's time for shout-out section. It is time for shout-outs. I want to shout-out everyone that was ever involved on the T-1000 assembly line. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know if y'all did a great job on, like, a daily basis, but y'all did a great job once. Because <laughs> that T1000 and Nick Hastings is weaving. Woo! Shout out to T1000 assembly line workers. Shout out to T1000 owners everywhere, both of you. Um, awesome. <laughs> shout out to Nasty Nick and Dr. Diaz. Shout out to Randy Midget. Shout out to our two world champions that just got dropped by the wayside and showed us why we shouldn't have done that. That'd be Jacob Belrod, Jimmy DeFrank. Love you guys. Shout out Lucas Walker. Don't get hurt this year. Jake Summer Dorcar shootout. Look forward to having you up here. Probably going to be a, a, a contestant in the wheelie contest again. And let's rein it in just a little bit. Not much. Want to put on a show. Just a little bit. Shout out Donnie Ellis. Speaking of reining it in just a little bit, Donnie Ellis is the guy that you had the famous call, Big Jed. Donnie Ellis yes. told me for two months that he was winning the burnout contest. Donnie Ellis is a man of his word. Donnie Ellis had to execute a seven point turn. Something like that. To to get his Beretta staged up for that round of competition, Jed famously said from the tower, because Jed, the one thing I love about the burnout contest being in second round is that we start egging them on at the beginning of the round and we don't stop, right? We're, come on, let's do a burnout. (laughs) Let's do a burnout. And uh, at that point, you know, this was probably over half the round was done and Big Jed got got on the mic and said, all right, guys, those of you back in the staging lanes, if you were hoping to win, the Mickey Thompson burnout contest, don't. You just lost. Donnie Ellis wins it. Because if you're going to beat that, it's going to require us to get the ambulance on the racetrack. Nobody <laughs> needs that. Just give up. Donnie Ellis wins. So shout out to Donnie Ellis. Shout out to John Corbin. That was the guy that we missed. That was the runner-up at Virginia on Sunday in Super Pro at the Old Dominion Duel. Mm. Shout out to Bob Rotella. Because, Dr. Bob, I'm sure I just sold dozens of your books to our faithful listeners that are all about that, How Champions Think by Bob Rotella. How Champions Think in Sports and in Life by Bob Rotella. And uh, lastly, this one's a little bit more from the heart, not so much tongue-in-cheek. Shout out to anybody listening to this on their way to the 8th Annual Jake's Summer Door Car Shootout. Look forward to seeing you guys this weekend. We're going to have a great time up here at I-57 Drag Strip. Yeah, looking forward to that as well. And I'll probably listen on my way just to see how bad I mess things up. Speaking of messing up, shout out to Evan Cox. Apologize for calling you Evan Cook. 
because that is not your name and uh, you did something special. So my apologies to you and shout out to Lewis Trentham for a big win that he had this weekend that we didn't uh, get a chance to cover on the show. But Lewis, really proud of you, bud. Great job. Guys, be sure to tell us what you think about the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast. Uh, you can message us right there on our Facebook page. Send a direct private message to us. Tell us what you think. Hopefully it's all good, but if there's something bad we're doing, we need to know that too. And uh, you can certainly at Luke or I on Twitter. He is at Luke Bogacki, B-O-G-A-C-K-I, and I am at JP11X. I'm coming to Benton, Illinois, wide open, Friday morning, Luke, ready to get after it. Guys, thank you for listening. Luke, I'll see you in a few days, and I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you about the Jeg Summer Door Car Shootout and a lot more next week. Banging on the door, bump, bump, bump until I get it in. Attitude like I am already winning in. Foot breaking in anything. Bottom ball before a 10. I'm rolling in the cutty switch and feet like Jerry Pennington. I was in my truck. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss, or at least reference, This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is at each event, there are a hundred plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.